0: mm
1: Welcome back to the Bosco Bros Podcast. This is an NFL podcast for the average bro. Just uh, yours truly, Timmy and Johnny tonight, because Sam, the fuck cuck Vikings fan, could not handle the Vikings losing and ending their season against the Giants. So he is not with us this evening, Tim. We're doing a podcast after a wild card weekend. What up, boy? R.I.P. Sam, R.I.P. Minnesota Vikings. Wait, that was, a, that was a perfect snapshot of the Vikings ending the season right there. Ready for it? Ah, New York Trials coming to town and... Oh, goodbye, Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> see you later.
2: <laughs> Big old to
1: see it. No, you love to see it. <laughs> you love, love to, to see it. it. Hate to love it? No, I love to love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, They're I'm done. super happy. The, the, the storybook season, right? the the storybook season that was movie-esque comes along and you got the 13 and 4 Minnesota Vikings just Dick's fucking swinging, right? Going into the wild card round. We got all our buddies in our group chat Tim saying, "Oh man, getting ready for San Francisco. They're they're already booking their flights, buying their fucking tickets. they were ready to go."
2: If San, if San Francisco wins, that means we get another home game, right?
1: No, that's no. what I heard a lot of. Yeah, no, it was Oh it, no. It was oh if man if Seattle beats the 49ers Vikings are going to get two home games and I was like slow down there buddy slow down you got to get past the Giants first and every single Vikings fan I you know maybe I don't want to say every single one but at least most of the ones we've talked to this season god they they were steamrolling through wild card man ain't no way this Minnesota Vikings team 13 and 4 storybook Hollywood season is going to go one and done in the playoffs yet there they go, bye bye winning just as many playoff games as the Green Bay Packers. The NFC North is out. NFC North fans have nothing else to watch, and Sam is MIA. I don't know where that motherfucker went. Can't handle it.
2: I know exactly where he is. He's sitting in his bed sucking his thumb right now. But, you know, Johnny, <laughs> we do have to say, to be fair, we did a Packers episode uh, the week before last. Yep. Uh, or I guess it would be two weeks ago. Talking about the Packer Lions game and we were already onto the playoffs too. So oh, absolutely. <laughs> we will caveat with that. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh that's in the past. We're not gonna, we're not
1: gonna talk well, about I that. Well, I think right. Tim Tim, you and I even said that where when we did that Packers edition episode, it was like, Okay, so if we don't get past the Lions, do we just delete this episode or do we Well, what are we doing? <laughs> I, I suggest well delete the episode, block everybody's phone number, go to bed think about it another day and sure enough you fast forward a week there goes sam i don't i think it was first or second quarter into that vikings game that motherfucker just disappeared and we didn't hear from him for a good 24 plus it's just a game you guys it's just a game yeah well but but tim in the absence of sam we don't have the wonderful tidbits that that he blesses us with on a weekly basis but i but i hear you uh you have something to fill in you got some tidbits for us? We don't have Sam's tidbits, but... We uh, got Timmy's we have, tidbits.
2: Timmy's tidbits, which, <laughs> I gotta be honest, just uh, just kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit sweeter. It so, does. You want me to get into those
1: let's Timmy's fucking, tidbits let's right now? Let's
2: do it, baby. I can't wait. All right. I got a lot of them. Um, And if you're a longtime listener, you know that I have connectivity issues, so I may, I may cut out a time or two here, but... Let's, uh, let's start with Sunday morning uh, before the game. Meat Sauce Paul Lambert tweeted, The Giants have three wins in the last ten games. The Commanders, the Colts, and Texans. Today will be a blowout. He called it. He absolutely called it. Uh, and then about two, no, no, probably about four hours later, uh, SportsCenter tweeted, The Vikings have been eliminated from the playoffs. Love it. <laughs> you were waiting for something. <laughs> you know, I'm holding out for something better. I got you. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here as I thumb through Twitter. Uh, the Vikings were undefeated in one score games this season until today, bruh. Bruh. Love it. Love it. <laughs> 11 and one in one score games. Uh, speaking of loving it, uh, my favorite left tackle, David Bakhtiari, tweeted, "Love to see it." Yeah, love buddy. It. Yeah, buddy. A lot of Packers uh, players they were, taking to Twitter. Which Ro- was Rasul
1: Ro- Ro- Douglas dove in on that one.
2: Keyshawn Nixon uh, tweeted uh, the the video of Jair doing the gritty.
1: You like great. that?
2: <laughs> I can love that. Uh, the Giants were. This is from Field Yates. Uh, the Giants were four and thirteen this season. Or last season, signed a total of two free agents to multi year deals, one of which was a backup quarterback. The highest paid offensive player had eight catches, sorry, six catches all season, and yet they're headed to the divisional round. Remarkable turnaround (laughs) for the Giants. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Giants, uh, so Daniel Jones had a pretty decent day uh twenty four thirty five three hundred and one through the air seventy eight yards on the ground two touchdowns uh which makes him the third person to do that in the playoffs joining lamar jackson and steve young wow. however daniel jones is the first person to get the w
1: oh interesting of that uh of that category so
2: pretty interesting uh those are some good numbers though three hundred on the ground or, uh through the air seventy five seventy eight uh, rushing, he ran all over the Vikings. Uh, what other tweets do we got here? Um, <laughs> most fraudulent 13 win team of all time. True, Bruh. Uh, You truly have to admire the consistency of the Vikings, they're now 57 for 57 and not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Skull, <laughs> uh. This one, sex is great, but Vikings talking shit all season long about how they're going to win the Super Bowl because they're the best team in the North. Just to be one and done against the Giants, there's no better feeling than that.
0: Oh, daddy.
1: Oh, daddy.
2: Uh, Dan Barrero said, look at it this way. The embarrassment of losing at home in round one to the Giants prevents the Purple defense from giving up 60 points and 650 yards to the Niners next week in Santa Clara. You
1: know, that is a great point. That is a great point. Which one would have been more embarrassing, right? What a great point. I mean, we talked about that, too.
2: It's like, God, even if we win our playoff game or our, our last game against the Lions, we're going to get our shit in against the fucking Niners. You know what? But. It
1: didn't matter. Green Bay could have limped in as a seven seed and Minnesota could have made it through to divisional. And the 49ers would have just embarrassed the entire NFC North in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Bukowski, uh, host of Lockdown Packers, said, congrats to the 2022 Minnesota Vikings for winning as many playoff games as the franchise has Super Bowls. <laughs> he also tweeted, Classic. it's almost as if winning a bunch of one-score games, getting blown out in all of your losses, and not being good in any quarter but the fourth doesn't make for a very good playoff team. Who could have possibly predicted it? I mean, who had the foresight?
1: Minnesota! Minnesota! <laughs>
2: uh the vikings hate the packers so much they refuse to win a lombardi trophy <laughs> love that um the vikings horn horn is the most annoying thing in all of sports wait i uh,
1: wait wait i got it right here
2: oh good all right cool <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good uh the Minnesota Vikings now have, well, and I think they had it before this loss, but they have the most playoff losses in NFL history with 31. God damn. For real? Yep. Wow. Um, Let's see. Fourth and eight season on the line. Kirk Cousin throws it three yards downfield. Kirk going to Kirk.
0: You like that? Uh,
2: I will say, though, Kirk, that really was his only bad play. Um and the Vic- Paul Charchian tweeted the Vikings' defense allowed 10 plus yards uh and or a first down 26 times. Jesus. That's bad. Um <laughs> Kirk Cousins after the game. This is probably the toughest loss uh I've had in my career. It hurts.
1: It's got a tough one.
2: It's, it's a tough it. one to swallow. Uh Aaron's, Aaron said that before too. What was his what's the loss at six with him, Johnny? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Oh will, yeah. is the he, one that he
1: always says the fucking Seahawks, man. How could you ever get yeah. over that? Yeah, I don't know that this is like one that
2: like the Vikings had as much like the, the that eh. packers Seahawks game was a lock for the pack. Like we were up by what eighteen points with there was, eight minutes left or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I heard you're saying, but you got to admit there's a certainly a different aura around the Vikings this season. One where going out first round seems like uh, unfinished business for sure.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know. Hopefully
2: they're, I don't know. I want to say hopefully they're back next year. Fuck the Vikings. I don't, I no optimism for them. At all. <laughs> uh, Kevin O'Connell after the game uh, talking about the scene in the locker room. This is one of the closest and most connected groups in the NFL. Some real te- tears in here. The guy's expected to have a chance at winning a world championship. Have to give the Giants credit.
1: Wait, you know what? You know what KOC said when he came storming into the locker room right after the game? It, it had to have been this. This sucks, camel dicks! It won hundred percent had to have been that.
2: Oh, uh, probably. Probably. Uh let's see what else we got here. Andy Herman tweeted, Sedarius didn't win the Super Bowl this year, but he can always just order a Super Bowl chain online. <laughs> Uh, Andy Herman Ooh. also said it's it's uh, it's uh always nice to know that even when your pro Packer ticket doesn't pay out, your anti-Viking ticket always cashes. Mm.
1: Mm. Love Sweet. that one.
2: Sweet. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Jesus. He uh, got the Vikings tipisting. now have the 23rd overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. <laughs> uh, which begs the question, we're at 15 right now the Packers are. Who had the more productive season?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose same amount of playoff wins and uh, good old heap of spots in front of them. No, I mean, we we're going to talk shit about that, but obviously I'd rather, you know. I will, I, I will never <laughs> say that I'd rather have a higher draft pick than a playoff game ever. That's the most dumbest thing anybody could ever say.
2: And then my uh, my last tweet is just, again, SportsCenter tweeting the Vikings have been eliminated from the playoffs. mm. Mm, sweet
1: sweet it's kind of
2: nice having you know no vikings fans around to you know
1: yeah that old that old bitch boy sam bitch boy bitch may boy (laughs) can't talk about them vikings
2: but we actually do have a viking fan that uh, was able to join us and didn't uh go home stuff their face in a pillow and let their wife peg him in the ass uh (laughs) recurring guest (laughs) A uh, good friend of mine, uh, Northland Sports newscaster for however many years. Sorry I left that out last time you we were on here, buddy. But uh, Dylan Zek, welcome back.
1: Back by popular demand, Dylan.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's so good to be back on a, <laughs> a Packers Field podcast after the weekend I just had. I'm just thrilled to be here, gentlemen.
1: Yeah, not you know, not so much fueled anymore. Your voice has arrived. You can you can start to shut us down.
0: <laughs> you know, so as long as I've known them, Packers fans have have loved to live in the past. So before we get into Jesus continuing Christ. to uh, tear my team apart, by the way, I had to unzip my gimp suit just to be able to join this podcast after that (laughs) reading of tweets that I had to endure from our friend Tim there. So, I mean, you think of embarrassing losses, you know, in the playoffs and I, you know, I will be the first one to admit that like considering the probably undeserved pedigree of this uh, Vikings team, that, that was, that was as brutal as it could be, but also something that I think quite a few people saw coming. You know what? Like I said, though, living in the past, what some people didn't see coming and I'll take you back to 2008 because it involves the the New York Giants and mm. a little game at Lambeau Field God where the NFC title game was lost in overtime by three points, which happens to be, you know, and you guys are football fans, so you'd know this, a one-score game, <laughs> um, you know, that you lost at home to the 10 and then 6 New York Giants. Yeah. So anyways. But Dylan, that, I, was, that was your quarterback. That
2: was Brett Tim, Favre. I, <laughs> Tim, I
0: th- oh, wow that's listen I'll, I'll let the I'll let the fans in the comments decide whether or not that's a, a fair statement to make but I'll just say I think I mentioned earlier and Tim I can't remember if this is on air or off air but I, I thought that the Vikings had a lot of um, and it was only a couple of years ago but it the the kind of fraudulent Packers team that made the run and then got ran into the San Francisco buzzsaw I, I felt like we were kind of that team but we also just were like one next level of disappointment in the sense that that buzzsaw came in the first round. So, but I, I I think that that's, we've all been there. Um, and it's, it's just like the most Vikings thing ever to also be experiencing it. Wild card weekend.
2: Yeah. I, I remember that week or that, uh, that season two, we ran into San Francisco. And I think I want to say the big issue for us was more at the end of the year with injuries. Um, more than anything. I don't, I don't know that we played, I don't know that you could put us in the fraudulent category for that entire season. You guys were there that this whole year you were there. I mean the whole season you guys were in the fraudulent category. And that's all I'm gonna say about that.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I think it is it is it's tough to argue against that just because of the defensive situation but calling the the Vikings offense this year and what they were able to do was is is the furthest thing from fraudulent possible I mean you, you just don't come back from 33 rip even against Jeff Saturday's Colts if you're yeah. if you don't have some heart in your team mm. um, there's, there's nothing that the Packers did during any one of their quote-unquote fraudulent seasons that they also just kind of collapsed in the playoffs that would match something similar to that. So I I, I would agree that there are portions of this team that are fraudulent. I would never go far as to say that the entirety of the season uh, doesn't have some merit going forward.
2: Yeah. And the, you know, last year the Packers pain point was the special teams, right? I mean, I wouldn't say their, their defense was complete by any means. They were kind of middle of the road offense was, you know, top five, I would say, but you know, for you guys this year it was just straight up defense. And, and it, you know, I mean, regardless of what category it falls under, it's team sport, right? Like you have to be fired on all cylinders in all three categories or all three phases to, you know, to go all the way. And for the defense, I feel like with the special teams, obviously that lost us the game last year, like at the very end, but mm-hmm. that wasn't like our identity. That wasn't, you know, anything that we pointed at, like you can kind of sweep the special teams weaknesses under the rug. Oh.
0: Can I Sometime. can I just can I just interrupt one quick second to say, as NFC North brethren, the only team that has really ever had special teams as their identity is those fucking Chicago Bears. Oh, I know. <laughs> Fuck those like guys. Devin Hester, that was their whole identity for several years. <laughs> that is, you that know it, is the only you know what I'm team saying? Like, going, yeah.
2: going into last uh, last playoffs or the playoffs last year, like the Packers, we we thought we were like we thought we had everything intact, right? Oh, and it was just like we thought that was it. Special teams, special teams, you know, a play here or there kind of fell apart. But like to have the defense be like for you guys a weak point is, uh, is was obviously much more concerning. But I mean, regardless, it's like we both got bounced in the first round. Well, I guess ours was the divisional round, right? But both 13 and four. I mean, it just it sucks when you when you have so much hype and you know, last year last year Johnny and I you know, we put on our bibs, we rolled on our green and gold face paint, we marched into Lambeau field, we thought we were all hot shit and
1: there's no way you know, we were lost. losing that game. There's no way. We're not no we're not no losing forty we niners. That yeah, that's not happening.
2: You know, same thing happened to you guys, right? Like Dylan, you went to your first uh NFL playoff game this past weekend and you came in with a big fat L and that sucks. Like I I can (laughs) totally feel that. I mean, you, you know, I'm sure you and, and your wife and your daughter were all, you know, garbed out and all that shit. And you show up and just to get punched in the mouth like that. I mean, that sucks, dude. I, I feel for you.
1: Oh, I so hard. Dylan, I'll tell you right now. I last year, a divisional round with the Packers was my first time ever at Lambeau field. My first time ever in person at a playoff game. I mean, luckily I got the full experience. Timmy and I got to wake up and start having bloody Marys at seven thirty in the morning and it was a good old rip roaring day with a seven fifteen PM game. But yeah, I, I totally feel that whereas there was no way we were losing that game. There was no way we were, you know, driving home with our heads uh, down low, but apparently that's that's what happened. Uh what so you were at that game. I didn't I didn't know that. You were there
0: this past weekend? Well, I'll, I'll lead with the anecdote of like, so you guys know the situation where there is nothing that will make you just be like, you man, I enjoyed the stadium and the people and the energy. <laughs> so good. like nothing will make you do that quicker than just like taking an L yeah. and, and watching a game like that. But yeah, obviously the hype, you know, it, it's it's completely disappointing. It's, it's totally demoralizing. It's something where you quite literally as a diehard fan have to rationalize to yourself of being like, all right, listen, this isn't your job this is something that you may pay a decent amount of money to be able to witness in person every season, however you decide to do it, but it's not something that you can necessarily take home with you to work with you, et cetera. So you have to be able to compartmentalize on that standpoint, which if you want to, you know, talk about some bad tweets from Vikings Twitter, Tim, that, uh, that was, that was kind of the, one of the, I I wouldn't say funny because it is sad, but it is one of the tough situations of being plugged in with some diehard fans in that situation where it's like, Oh man, I, I understand how you're feeling, but, remember that you're gonna look back on these tweets someday <laughs> you know what I'm saying um but I, I mean i'd say walking out of that stadium you know the the mood was just kind of like here we are again this is this is yeah. the same old same old whatever round it happens in whether it's losing in you know on a blair walsh kick that went wide left however that it decides to shake out it has it has boiled down to this so many times before over and over again that you just kind of fall into that same old routine but i think that the one thing that we can take from it is that like we have always been a team that has kind of limped in you know we had we had the the 2009 year with your with your boy and we had the the random run with Case Keenum. But even then, like, you want to talk about a fraudulent team, like, holy smokes. that like that you want that, That's like one of the most overperforming teams of all time. And then they just want to get smashed in Philly. So I think that there's always just kind of been this, this same stigma. The difference in this situation was, is the team and the fans got to enjoy the regular season so much without yeah. the turmoil of sitting there at the end and crunching the odds and being like, all right, we need this team to lose and this team to tie and this other team to just not show up in order for us to be able to like, maybe get the, you know, whatever seed. Um, and so I would say that that would be the one thing that when you, when you end a season this way, you just kind of get to appreciate that. And I'm not sure that Packers fans can necessarily relate to that because when you have a great season like that, your mind shifts right to the postseason and what you guys know you have and can accomplish. Whereas for us, there's a little bit of looking back and just being like, I'm so glad we weren't, nine and seven and managed to have like the right people lose in order to get a chance to lose in the wild card round so you know it's it it is a different situation for us in that sense
2: yeah i mean we you know we obviously didn't make the playoffs this year and and it's easy for us to sit here and talk shit about you guys losing to the giants but like we know we would rather have had your season like it's not we're not blind to that fact right like we as Packer fans aren't like, oh well, I'd rather you know have the 15th pick and not make the playoffs, blah blah, than get bounced in the first round. We're not stupid, but yeah, it's you know you get invested and and it's you know what else is there to do in fucking January in Minnesota break- and Wisconsin <laughs> to cheer for football? So
1: break my heart every but, year you know, in the playoffs. I'm ready for it.
2: But I think what you were saying before, Dylan, about you know you look back and see some tweets and it's like I don't know if you want to post that, like you do have to remember that it is just a game, right? Like it's, yeah, it's just a team. They don't know anything to you. You know, you're invested in them. It's an entertainment product. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people that don't, you know, they may, they may know that, but like, they don't, uh, you know, put that into practice and say, you know, okay, Sunday when my team loses, you know, I need like an hour to kind of decompress and then I'm fine.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Like there's some people that will be talking about this game. And especially, you know, Vikings fans on Twitter and, and Facebook and social media for months, and that's uh, and Packer fans do the same thing. Like we did that last year too. Like we, how did we lose that fucking game? I mean, you could see that tweet over and over and over again until like September
0: of <laughs> this last season. I will just say that from you know, like for for season ticket holders and people who truly invest in a team, in in the Vikings have been here, and I, the Packers have too. At you know, at times. Uh, the one thing you can get disappointed about that can really bother you, especially as somebody who financially invests in that sense, is if the product on the field is just like total garbage. Like you know, Timberwolves season ticket holders or whatever. Like that, there is there is a line there to be drawn where it's like okay. <clears throat> I literally am investing my time and my finances in this team. But I, I don't think that there's a season, a single-season ticket holder from this past Viking season that can say that their investment in this team wasn't at least at some point worth it. I mean, if you oh, went to these yeah. home games, that you, you got your money's worth in that sense. So I'll just end with that caveat in that sense because I do think that there is a payback on investment there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I completely agree with you. Vikings won as many playoff games as the texans did this year but there's a totally different feeling between season ticket holders there has
0: exactly
1: yeah you are also ouch (laughs) also well (laughs) no i'm i'm just i'm agreeing with you where it's fucking texans (laughs) i mean it's i mean it's the same thing sam said after where he's he said you know fun season great to watch love bleeding uh purple and gold and it's 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 true though where it's they uh, from an entertainment standpoint, they definitely gave you entertainment all season long. You know, I mean, you could argue that the Packers did too,
2: right? Like after well, week, the month of December,
0: 13, I would I mean, would argue that even on bad seasons, Packers fans get. I mean, other than the fact that you got to sit on like high school bench seats in the fucking negative ten degree weather, you guys totally get your money's worth when it comes to what your regular seasons deliver on you. And if you're, you know, dumb enough to pay the money to take the trip to San Francisco, well, you're you're probably dumb enough to watch your team run into a buzzsaw. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: That's
2: true. Well Is that enough Vikings
1: bashing? Don't handle
2: himself pretty good. What do you well,
1: think, Johnny? Well, Dylan, I yeah, I I obviously it's raw. Like, you know, I I think Tim and I not necessarily felt the same way but you have similar feelings when you have the stars align literally align for the Packers to to walk into the playoffs and then you shit the bed at home against the Lions I definitely was you know it's that morning after like god damn it like you had it you had it right there and I can only imagine it's it's probably even a stronger feeling for Vikings fans where, I mean, it truly was like a, a a Hollywood type season. You got new GM, new coach. Seems like everybody is just, I mean, we talked with you a month ago, Dylan, where it was the chemistry alone amongst the teammates was like, fuck, this is a different Minnesota Vikings team. You can't help but get wrapped up in it. And yeah, it's, I mean, it, it sucks. It's just bitter. I mean, Tim, you and I, we felt the same way when we were sitting at Lambeau last year. Like, we were convinced that we were going to the Super Bowl. Like, it was, we're the one seed, we're a no-way six-seed Niners are coming in and beating us, we're hosting an NFC Championship game, and Rodgers is finally going to go to a second Super Bowl. And then to step out on the field, play your one and only playoff game and be done, it definitely sucks to just kind of sit back and take that day to go, well, fuck, you know? And then... Whatever you, you you gotta move on, it sucks. But so I guess that's that's the question, Dylan, for you, the Vikings mind now is what's next? Right? There's some there's some key components. You got JJ up for a contract, you got every Vikings fans from east to west calling for the head of your defensive coordinator. What what is the Vikings next move now that the season is officially over and you're moving on to next?
0: Uh, first off, I'll just say that I'd like the recognition for avoiding the easy target of of the final Green Bay season to combat the berating of tweets that, that started off this podcast, uh, because I felt like it took at least a little bit of professional knowledge to seek back and look to the last time you guys got ousted at home at the New York Giants with almost identical records. But moving on from there. <laughs> I will I will say oh, you're so that, smart Dylan, you're so <laughs> professional. I, that's right. Reach, reaching around, breaking my arm, patting myself on the back and <laughs> give myself a little post-playoff Dylan, loss hug.
2: Dylan always did like to reach around.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is. Feels good either way. Anyways. So, so so look looking ahead, I, you know, it's it's a tough situation because like I I re- I, I do think Pitchfork Media Pitchfork Media is a thing. Um, and I have always been an advocate of giving a guy, I mean, look at the Minnesota golden Gophers. It's the first thing you need to look at, but like, I've always been an advocate for giving somebody more than one year. Mm. And so the Donatel situation is a, that's a tough one for me to touch because it's, I just don't necessarily know what the guy was thinking, what he was working with, moving guys into different schemes, trying to just like play with play chess with checkers pieces, so to speak. The one thing I will say in regards of moving forward, especially on the defensive side, is that there are a decent amount of contracts that despite the legacy, it is just time to let go of. Um, you know, you, you look at a guy like Harrison Smith, you look at a guy even necessarily like like Patrick Peterson, um, you know, even even Zadarius Smith. I think there are a lot of question marks there in those situations. Um, Eric Kendricks has been one of the most solid Vikings linebackers I've seen in, in recent memory. And he's still a guy who it's like, what did you bring to the table? You know, did you, you kind of disappeared? You you ran into your buddy, at, you know, at the at the one of the most crucial plays in this past game against the Giants. So I don't know if that looks like a complete redesign or if it just kind of looks like a, a, a changing of the times. And I think that as much as people are calling for people's heads, if you look at the natural progression of that defense, it might be just time to kind of let bygones be bygones and look at what you can get either in fresh free agency that fits this new scheme or where in the draft you can prioritize things, you know, kind of other than just – draining first round picks on cornerbacks so i know that kind of scurps the question a little bit when it comes to like hardcore i want this to happen i want that to happen but i do think that it is kind of a, a, a something is going to happen in the sense that you won't see a similar defense next year from the vikings whatsoever whether it be a change down from the top at, at coordinator or the fact that you just have a whole bunch of of contracts renewing and completely different style of personnel coming in one of those two things is pretty much inevitable at this point.
2: Yeah, I think there's definitely a trickle down effect. Like you said, Harrison Smith, and you know, does Donatel stick around, or do do, we, do you guys bring someone else in? And if you do bring in so, someone else in, they may say, "Hey, no, I want I want Harrison Smith, right?" Or like, "No, I don't," and I don't know. You know, does Donatel have that power right now to to say, "Hey, I don't want this guy. I want this guy." You know, Quasi, do what you got to do to to retain him or whatever. But like do you give a guy like Donatello the the sort of um you know power to to make those kind of decisions
0: after a season that he just had? Well, but how I mean, how do you really know the strength of a guy unless you do? Right. You know? No, so I, I,
2: I, they're, they're all everything's everything's on the table and that's what makes that's what to me makes post, you know, Super Bowl so much fun up to March in the free agency. It's like Sure. What is every team going to do? Who are they going to sign? Who are they going to retain? Who are they going to extend? Who are they going to whatever, right? Like for the Vikings, I, I think I saw a tweet and it was like, like you mentioned, who who were the kind of the core guys? Like you got Thielen, Kendrick, Smith. Uh, I think Cook was another one. Uh, did I already say Thielen? Uh, who else did you
0: say? Dylan. They were, like, they were like five or six guys. and Well, Kendricks and Peterson are also on the block. Offensively, I'd say that you you definitely have Cook um, and Thielen to to consider. And also Mattinson for trade value. Probably C.J. Ham. I mean, as much as I think that KOC stuck with him for kind of a... I wouldn't say a PR stunt because he is a valuable asset, but I don't think that he necessarily fits into the KOC-style offense. So I, I think there's a yeah. lot of cap space that has to and will be made in those situations.
2: Yeah, I think. And then another one is Garrett Bradbury. I think you guys got to probably lock him down, but uh, I saw like He'll be guys cheap, are, though. yeah, maybe but like you guys are 11 million over cap right now or you have mm-hmm. or you have 11 million under cap. I think it's something like that. You have that much to play with and of all of those guys kind of that core, you know, Thielen, Kendrick, Smith, you know, go down the line. Those guys are projected to be owed about $55 million. So there's definitely going to be guys that are cut. And it's uh, it's tough, you know, when, when it's a guy like Thielen, who's probably seen his last, you know, game as a, as a Viking, you know, that's a guy that, you know, is from Minnesota, went to college in Minnesota, was a walk-on you know, whatever, like that, that's a tough one to, to walk away from. And he'll definitely have some value elsewhere if he does go somewhere else. But like, what about a CJ ham? You know, he's a Minnesota boy too. Like he kind of reminds me of like Jimmy Klein saucer, right? Like where did he go when he was done with the Vikings? You know, nowhere. I don't think he went anywhere. Probably. Like, he, Prairie. <laughs> Prairie, yeah. Went to go coach his kids, uh hockey team or football team or something like that flag football. Like I I feel like C J Ham kind of fits that mold too, right? Like, does anywhere in the NFL really employ like a a fullback type player right now, other than you know Yushek out in, in San well, and, Francisco? And
0: I mean, what I mean, what do they call it? the NFL? Not for long, right? And also, right, it's a right. business. The one of the big the business, the biggest sports business in the world at the end of the day and so i mean you can look at it from an emotional perspective and i definitely can see it you know with a guy like cj and with a guy like Thielen. i will say from from both of their standpoints though that I think that when you haven't been handed anything and you never rolled out of the high tier division one school as the ultimate all-star, you can see the writing on the wall a little bit better than like when you've been told you're the greatest your entire life. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if AT19 decided that he wanted to hang up the cleats with Minnesota just because he didn't even want to go into what the free agency market might potentially be. And CJ Hamm could be in a very similar situation too, where it's like, he can look at that and see it for what it is and go, I could either try to play this game and make some more money on the practice squad somewhere, which he may very well choose to do. Or I can, you know, try to cement some sort of legacy and go back to Duluth Denfield and give speeches at various high schools and middle schools for however long I may want to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you think, do you think though Thielen would do kind of the opposite and like take a sweetheart deal with Minnesota? Or do you think he would want what his market value, you know, kind of calls for and try to go somewhere else?
0: Oh, man. You know, I I, honestly, I always considered I I always look at it most from a business transaction until you get to the like, come back for one day to retire kind of bit. So I would automatically assume that if he's got a half day decent agent that he would take as much money as he could get from whoever he could. The only way he'd take a sweetheart deal, I'd hope, honestly, for his own self is if he literally couldn't get one anywhere else and we decided to throw him a bone, which I can't really say I'm in favor of because even as a wide receiver, three out of the slot at this point, I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It was definitely a down year for him, right? Compared to his historical stats, but. Still got it done in a lot of, I mean, he came well, through had, big in a lot of
1: games. You had J.J. having re, a record-setting year where it's, I don't know, it's hard not to throw that guy the ball, which probably, I mean, that has, having somebody like J.J. on your team has to affect the numbers of other receivers.
0: It just has so, to. So I, I, do, I don't I do want to be the guy who who down-talks, feeling at, at all because I, I i love the guy and I'm, I, I'm a fan of everything he's done for minnesota but his type of wide receiver in his prime doesn't succeed without a stefan diggs across from him yeah because he needs that guy who is that like oh shit don't let him pass you threat on the other side of where what he's doing in order to to operate his style of game because he's a very true possession receiver and he can beat people out of the cuts could beat people out of the cut, so to speak. And I think that now he's he's in a much different situation in the sense that JJ is targeted all over the all over the field, but they don't necessarily always consider him just the guy who's always going to go deep. If anything, one of the things we saw this season is that they'd send Feeling out post to try to set something up for jj which i think i mean we we don't need to get into specifics but like that that's a broken offensive system right away because <laughs> like, yeah. i mean that not, not to be crass but like you're really going to send the white guy deep and, and send the other dude on a crossing <laughs> route like that's that's <laughs> just that's just against everything i know what the nfl to be so
2: dude i've been saying that all season long with how the vikings utilize tj hawkinson like he I feel like he, he had a great year. He got a ton of catch, like at the second half when he came to Minnesota, had a great, you know, stat line every week, blah, blah, blah. But like, it just felt like they were throwing him the ball way too fucking much when you have JJ and Thielen and Osborne and those guys. It's like, why are, we, why are you guys throwing the ball 50 yards downfield to Hawkinson, you know, against the DB? Like, it's, it, I get it if he's against like a linebacker or something, but. I know it just made sense. And that's to your point. It's like, you're kind of a broken offensive system. Johnny, what, where do you think, I I, want to keep talking about Adam Thielen for a second. If hypothetically, if Adam Thielen were to sign with the Packers right after this season, and we know Lazard is going to be gone, right? So really all you have left is what uh, Watson Dobbs, Samori Toure, you know, I don't know, Robert Tunyon, you know, those kind of guys. Where do you think Thielen would fit on the depth chart in that kind of offense? Well, I think those
1: guys. I think Thielen is your guy that immediately takes the role that Randall Cobb had. I don't, those two remind me of each other a lot. And I was even going to bring that up as Dylan was talking about Adam Thielen, is you, you look at Randall Cobb and he's one of those players that he's only going to succeed truly alongside uh uh Devontae Adams or somebody else that's going deep and drawing the eyes, right? So I think if if that were to happen, um I think it's you're kind of replacing Cobb with Thielen at that point, and it's almost an an identical scheme with between the two players. Yeah, that's a
2: good that's a good comp, I think. I mean maybe different playing styles, but yeah, leadership roles for sure, they're definitely kind of in the same in the same team. For sure. And I, I, I think it,
1: it I, I think if I mean if you just wanted to play that hypothetical game where Adam Thielen is is rolling over the border, uh he's gonna play a very similar role veteran wise to these younger receivers that Cobb did this year, right? Because you don't want to say unfortunately, but unfortunately you're you're in a position where Christian Watson is now gonna be your number one. Receiver, which I guess it's it's not terribly unfortunate given the second half of the season that he had, but uh, that that's going to be your true number one. Alan Lazard is going to be gone. And then if you want that true veteran help from a receiver, yeah, you would just put Adam Thielen in that same exact spot
0: that Cobb was in this past season. I, I'd yeah, say I too, think- sorry, Tim, not to cut you off, oh, but you're good. But you're good. I would say too that the nice thing about the Cobb Thielen comparison is consistency in the red zone. Yeah. You know, you look at one of the reasons why twelve was happy to have Cobb back this year, and it, it it I mean, he didn't necessarily produce a ton, but at the same time, like you know that you've got that option where it's just kind of like, I don't see anything, but I trust that guy yeah, absolutely. when you get inside the twenty. And Thielen could definitely fulfill that role for anybody who's watched him.
2: Yeah, and I think in the red zone, in particular with the Packers, like there's so many plays where You know, Rodgers, I feel like in the red zone specifically where he just extends it, gets out of the pocket, runs around. And, like, you don't have a lot of space as a receiver to kind of continue to run your route. And, you know, Packer receivers over the years, you know, Jennings, Cobb, Nelson, Adams, those guys knew and they they learned that they couldn't just stop once their route was over. And, like, Cobb, you know, would continue to do that this year. But, like, guys like Watson or Dobbs would kind of, like, get to the end of the route and they're like, oh, fuck, we're done. It's like,
0: you no, skip no, my still favorite.
2: You skip my
1: favorite, Donald
0: Driver. Yeah, mine too. Donald, Donald Driver. Donald Driver. See, with the
2: guy like Driver, though, Rodgers didn't need to extend the play. He was just open right away. He just gave it to him. <laughs> <the
0: play>. So, <laughs> Johnny, true. one other hypothetical That's for true. you.
2: One other hypothetical for you. Justin Jefferson, if he were to in free agency sign with the Packers, where would you where would where do you think he would fall on the depth chart? Because Jesus Christ. to me. <laughs> He's definitely like probably at at highest like wide receiver three behind Watson and Dub. What do you think, though?
1: Well, first of all, i I don't know that I would want that trash on the Packers, uh, seeing that we already have the second coming of Randy Moss and Christian Watson. Um, so I, you know, that's I. If you if you're able to get them for pennies on the dollar, I guess. Maybe he's somebody that could come in and keep the boys hydrated. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure where third, he falls third in. down guy, yeah.
0: yeah. You know, he's good, this he's good pa- pathetic, pathetic attempt at baiting <laughs> explains to me why you guys have so many deer running around Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Honestly, that is just like, uh, holy smokes, that's practically like dropping a hook that says bite here. <laughs> when instead of actually putting bait on it, when you're out fishing, for oh, good Christ God! Sakes. But you know what, guys? Justin Jefferson, let me tell you that. I mean, he he is something special. So don't don't even try to get me worked up there because I won't. I will. I won't. I will.
1: Well, hey, he was the up. he was the anchor to my fantasy team this year. He oh, really was. he was the, <laughs> probably the anchor to a lot. And realistically, Justin Jefferson ain't fucking going anywhere. There's, I don't. He's yeah. up for a contract, Viking. There's no way you're letting a talent like that walk. He's already said, if the Vikings want me, I'm here. That's that's the one guy where it's, I would be jaw to the floor if he is playing for anybody but the Minnesota Vikings at the start of next season.
0: Well, it's got to be a record-breaking deal if it does come down, right? It, it'd be something where, honestly, you you can't make that trade unless the team who made the trade is the one who everyone's being like, oh, my God, they sold the farm. For a wide receiver, you know what I mean. Like you'd have to have something where it's so absolutely ridiculous that everybody's focused on what the other team gave up versus the fact that this is, you know, the number one receiver in the NFL. Yeah. So I I, I agree with you. I don't think there's any any reason he'd go anywhere, especially after this initial contract. Um, But at the same time, he's also a consideration for cap hit, and the Vikes' offense is going to have to make amends where they're gonna to have to. And a lot of it starts with, you know, if you if you look at the stats, you don't have NFL teams that win with quarterbacks taking up more than fifteen percent of their of their yep. entire salary. And you know, if, if Patrick Mahomes does it this year, he'll be the first one at seventeen percent. But outside of that, I mean you you've got to look at what you have in Kirk and decide if you really want to continue to invest in that. Or if you want to have the weapon and then find the quarterback, which Good luck to you, Quasi. Good luck to you. Because that's tough that's tough to do. But like we've seen with Aaron Rodgers, it's not always easy to bring the weapons in after you have the quarterback either.
1: You know, that's uh that's a great segue, Dylan, because one of the questions I wanted to ask you uh was I mean, now we all right, Packer fan and Viking fans alike, the next thing we have to look forward to is free agency and then a draft. Right? There's no more football to be played this season. But as a Vikings fan, do you see, is there a possibility that the Minnesota Vikings are going quarterback in the first round of this upcoming
0: draft? Oh, at 24? Absolutely. Even if you keep Kirk. 23. Oh, 23. Okay, fair enough. Well, it, whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if if the right pick is there, if you, I mean, I to be totally honest, I haven't exactly analyzed the draft. Yeah. But I, I will say that I don't think that is a, a, a far off reach whatsoever because y- you look at what happened with Kellen Mond and he was able to sit behind for a, what two years or something and then came out and completely shat the bed. There's no reason that that couldn't happen with a first round guy either. And, but I mean, you know, I, I keep beating this drum because he was, he was my boy way back when. But you look at a guy like Christian Ponder and think, what if he had his his rookie contract to sit behind somebody and, like, really be able to learn that game, I, I think you might have ended up with a different quarterback at mm. the end of the day. And the Vikings need to use what they have in their coaching staff and with Kirk Cousins and potentially get a guy with that natural talent to try to step up and not take, like, a, you know, four-year drought to be able to get back to even being in the conversation of winning yeah. the division.
2: Yeah, so hey, Dylan, are you... If you're Quezzy, I mean, if you're Quezzy, like, or quasi, whatever, however the fuck you say it, like your job basically starts now, right? I mean, now that free agency is kind of knocking on the door, I mean, I feel like this is kind of his do or die, you know, his prove it moment, right? Like, why did we hire you? Prove it now. So my question for you is if you're Quezzy and really, if you're just a GM in general, you have the mindset that you always draft the best available player in the draft,
0: like regardless of needs. Uh, I think right now you probably are because I don't necessarily see a position that a rookie would fill that you already have someone that significantly better that you'd get, other than maybe running back, because you could still let Dalvin go and have uh, Alexander Madison. But, like, I mean, you you draft a great left tackle, you move him to right tackle. You know what I mean? I mean, I suppose Riley Reeve comes back, so maybe that's actually the worst example. But, I mean, even if you draft, like, a a good wide receiver, he just goes to the the number two wide receiver. If you draft a quarterback, he sits behind Cousins. If you draft a linebacker, he's going to play next to McKean Nix. Like, there's just so many gaps when it comes to like overall, you know, uh, uh, round one talent on this team, I I think that you can pretty much go with that. And as long as you hit with somebody who's going to perform, you're going to look like a genius at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. I've, I've always been of that mindset, like just regardless, like beef up your roster as best you can, like, don't, you know, I mean, obviously there are going to be some needs here and there once in a while, but like, you can always, you know, find a diamond in the rough in the fourth or fifth is, round. With is whoever. that
0: just is that just justification for the Jordan Love pick? Let's be real. Are you just are you just kind of trying to justify that whole situation right now?
1: No, it's in it's in light of the Brock Purdy pick. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, there, that's there's that name
2: because that was where most of my notes were today. Was was Brock Purdy? Yeah. Hey, you know Tim?
1: I Tim? I he's you know, pretty good. You know, we joke now, but you brought it up on a previous podcast where it, is it possible that the the big cock Brock pick uh, reshapes how GMs even approach free agency re-signings and the draft moving forward? I don't know that he's Matt's made that much 0. of an impact, but, you yeah. know,
2: I think you see that a lot, right? Like we saw it, you know, a couple of years ago with uh, in baseball. Right? Like was it the Rays or whatever? It went to the World Series and they had owed like a third of the cap space as whoever they were playing in the World Series. It's you know, you can you can make that up in other ways by just really hitting home runs on, you know, whether it's draft picks or free agency or whatever, but it doesn't have to be just because you sign a guy for big money doesn't mean he's gonna perform for you. Yeah. And The Purdy thing is a great example, right? I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, whatever. But like, yeah, he's on his way to, you know, probably an NFC championship game. I mean, I don't want to say Super Bowl quite yet, but and it's obviously not just him. You got to put a whole team around you. But yeah, no, that's a great. I mean, that's a great that's a great uh, point. I mean, Brock Purdy, Fuck, who would have thought he would have been leading the 49ers at this point
0: in the season to the divisional round? And what a formula that Next Level Shanny has created in San Francisco because, like, he's winning without, I mean, granted, you're right, Brock Purdy has been doing well, but he's winning without a star quarterback. Hmm. I mean, he's he's literally the opposite of the Packers in, in some yep. sense.
1: Yep. He's yeah. got no, all absolutely. the parts
0: around, but, like, not, not the guy. He's just got everything else. Yeah.
2: yeah. To me, it reminds me of, like, I don't know. I know Tom Brady's great, but like I just never saw him as like the the most talented quarterback. You know, but like he was such a he's such a great facilitator of the weapons that he has around him and the team that's put around him. And obviously, you know, what does he have? Six Super Bowls. Yeah, he's the greatest of all time. No arguing. Seven, but like seven. But like I just I never watching him play, I thought that he was like the most outrageously fantastical t- talented quarterback that you know everyone thinks that he is he just was in a scheme that was great for him and produced I don't know not that I'm comparing him to Brock Purdy or or whatever but I don't know
1: that might be a bad take because he's why, got seven hey, Super Bowls but hey why not though that motherfucker was a was a sixth round pick nobody had him going anywhere I don't it's obviously it's you can't you can't say the story is written already with the, the big cock Brock because it's just starting, but nobody saw Tom Brady going anywhere when he first stepped in.
0: Well, and yeah, Bledsoe went down, and so the opportunity presented itself, and he never lost the job. Who's to say that wouldn't – I'm not saying it's going to be the tune of seven Super Bowls like you're saying, but at the same time, who's to say that's not exactly the situation in San Francisco? You 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 were able to be put in a position where you were Tiki Barber, where you were Tom Brady, where you were whoever. You had your shot. You took it. You didn't lose it. Absolutely. I'd say Kirk Cousins actually isn't necessarily far from that conversation either. I I don't know that yeah, I disagree not, with you. That's super well, because, flashy. Well, because what's his? I I'm trying to remember the name of the. Oh, uh, uh, Robert Griffin the third. Mm. Robert Griffin the third went down. That's the only reason that Kirk got playing time. Yeah. in in Washington, and look what he made his career happen after, I mean, where's RG3? He's given commentary right now. Yep. You know, and obviously, once again, not to the tune of seven Super Bowls, but definitely the tune of a more lucrative career than I ever hoped to have. I mean, I don't know what you guys are making, but it's not Kirk Cousins' money.
1: Yeah, I, oh, it's absolutely. Close. Well, the, the, <laughs> it's close. I, this well, po- Johnny, this podcast does before. very well, so I don't you gonna say you're part,
2: if you're if you're in the Kaka family, you just don't pay taxes, so your income's actually higher than it. Yeah,
1: you just find, find shed, a way so. to evade taxes, and you're you're good to go. You're you're in those <laughs> uh, double decker ice easy. ice sheds, and you're yeah, you're fishing <laughs> like a king. That's, that's that's the way that goes. <laughs> so that's uh, okay. Great question here. I did want to bring this up just because it is it is the. The million dollar man with the seven rings, and then we'll move on to a who knows it better, but Tom Bradys season just ended uh, against the Cowboys of the bucks uh dudes dudes divorced hasn't said that he wants to retire yet could very well probably come back and play another season. The speculation is already swirling right uh and maybe you guys don't care, but do you see Tom Brady going somewhere other than the Buccaneers? Do you see him retiring? Do you see him maybe linking up with McDaniels out in Las Vegas with star Devontae Adams? Or or if Brock Purdy shits the bed, do you see him in California with the Niners? Like, what the fuck is going on with the most Super Bowl-winning man, Tom Brady? Here's my take on Brady. I I watched quite
2: a bit of that game last night. Uh, Bucks, or sorry, yeah, Bucks-Cowboys. Cowboys smashed him right? I mean, like it wasn't even close. And to me, Brady just looked old. He looked, he looked like he was 45 years old and he looked tired and he looked, you know, like he just wasn't there. And, you know, I don't know if it's, like you said, the divorce kind of looming over him, which, you know, I hate, I hate, hate to talk about that kind of stuff. For sure. None of our business or whatever, but like, you got to think that the way that the, the their season has gone this year, you know, they didn't play that great. They kind of barely won their division. Right. <clears throat> and the way that they played in that, in that first wildcard game against the Cowboys, I just, I just, for, for Brady's sake, he just needs to stop. You know, he just seems to be like, look, I can't do this anymore. It's not worth it. Whatever. And like, just hang it up man you've won enough you don't need to prove anything to anyone else um you know i don't want to say you need to <laughs> you don't need to make any more money cuz i think he he actually might he's lost a lot of money in investments the last couple of years but i don't know to me if brady hangs it up i don't think any less of him you know i don't i mean he had a the best career of any quarterback that's ever played i just it, you got to know when it's when it's time and i think for him it's time
1: well, let's be honest. At this point, just to your money comment, he's probably getting paid alimony from Giselle. I doubt it's the other way around. <laughs> but Dylan, That's That's but Dylan, true. if you have any thoughts, whip him out.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I got to be honest. I I once again, it it's it's kind of shameful to comment on, but I do think it plays a factor. But the the public scrutiny this year, you know, everything kind of going on with Tampa Bay outside of the Bruce Arians thing and just everything that happened in in his situation. Uh, it, they were set up in a bad in a bad spot, and I don't think Tom was in a in a good place. Uh, like I said, but I watched that game. I think he looked old too. That said, I think that if this year has shown him anything, it is that he his his true love is football, and he. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but like, can you imagine the ass a single Tom Brady? could slay in a major city in the United States. Like Las Vegas. (laughs) Like in Las Vegas. (laughs) So my prediction is that he decides to part ways with Tampa Bay. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're set up for a Super Bowl run, but I I think he rides off into the sunset with Las Vegas. It's a storied franchise just from a logo standpoint. I think that he would like it on his pedigree to have been a Raiders quarterback. I think that that stadium is gorgeous. I think the situation is right for him. I think the writing is on the wall. Tom Brady is going to be a Las Vegas Raider, and that is where he will end his career.
1: I would have to 100% agree with you, Dylan. I I, I think come August, we're going to see a 46-year-old Tom Brady throwing some pigskins to Devontae Adams in some preseason. And I I I completely agree with you where it's, obviously it's all speculation you don't want to dive into to uh uh, the personal side of his life but the dude you could say essentially got divorced because he came back to play football from the speculation side that's certainly what it seems like why the fuck is this guy not going to play another year right he has said time and time again that well if i'm healthy enough and i feel like playing i'm going to play why the fuck would he not feel like playing you know, all times as of as of now. You know what I mean. So I I I would 100% agree with you. Las Vegas, Tom Brady is going to be chucking him to Devonte Adams, and 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 the rest will be history. We'll see. I don't know. I just don't think he's hanging it up.
0: You know, I think Tim is still a little emotional from the arm around Randall Cobb walk down the hallway. So now he's just looking for all the greats to go out in the same year. He just, he just okay. wants them all to hang it up at the same time so that Tom Brady doesn't snag that eighth randomly with, with Las Vegas and, yeah. and really put Rodgers in the rearview mirror. That image of
2: Rodgers and Cobb is, is the wallpaper on my phone right now. Is it, it really? It was a thing.
0: <laughs> it's not, but no, it is. Yeah, it's It's <laughs> You know, and I will say for, for Roger's sake, I, I don't see him as being I, I would never picture him coming to the Vikings. Oh, I, I think he'd I think he'd hang it up before he did what Britt Favre did.
1: I personally and I know that's the other elephant in the room, right? And Tim, you and I we talk about this over and over. It seems like every single fucking year Packers fans are What's gonna happen with our boy Aaron Rodgers, right? Is he gonna play? Is he gonna retire? Is he going somewhere else? God damn it almighty, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, right? I will stick to my knowledge, or at least my opinion, that I don't think <laughs> Rodgers plays for anybody but the Green Bay Packers. I think oh, I think sweet. I think he's gonna sit down and have some conversations with them. And I think if the decision is that 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 they don't want him, which in my opinion would be dumb. Why would you sign him to a four-year contract if you don't want him for those four years? I think he's going to retire. Tim, right? We've talked about this a number of times where it's, I think the legacy of playing for one team means more to him than going somewhere else for one or two years and then hanging it up.
2: Yeah, I think that definitely means a lot to him. And it should, right? Like loyalty, I mean, you know nowadays it seems like loyalty doesn't mean as much as it used to, but like, there's something to it yeah you play for a team for what would it be 19 years now for him if he started another yep that means a lot you know and that would that mean a hell of a lot to his fans i mean when when farve left it was like well, fuck you dude like you know we don't we don't want you to go in it well more so when he signed with the vikings yeah but.
0: but the fans don't pay you another 35 million a year to throw the right you guys are so fucking spoiled my God! I just the arrogance in the room—it's making me. Are you are you nauseous? I, what right are you now.
1: Ta- are you talking about? Money? You're saying he would go somewhere else for money?
0: Absolutely, he would. I don't think he would. Well, you know what? You can continue to think that, but look what your last guy did. Yeah,
1: I think you're talking about two completely different guys. I do. I honestly do. I mean, even if you look at the difference between. You you got the classic. It's not my job to make sure Aaron Rodgers is ready to play, right? Spitting out of Brett Favre's mouth. I don't think Aaron has really ever taken that approach with Jordan Love. Literally coming out of Jordan Love's mouth, where it's you know it's been great to sit behind him, learn from him, and he answers any question that I have. He's helped me develop. Like blah 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 blah. I think it's two completely different people. I honestly feel in my heart that it means more to Aaron. To to retire a one team player than it does to to maybe go chase another ring with some one off team.
2: I feel like that would be the case if he didn't have two years left on his contract. Yeah, Like if this was his last, like if he was you know up for free agency after this season, then it'd be like yeah okay you know I think he should, it, it's time to retire. But like he would leave a lot of fucking money on the table if he just left. It's and true. Didn't go yeah, in, it's know, true. And Nico and else. So to Dylan's point, it's like, yeah, and you know, for him, it's in the fifties a million dollar range, not the thirty to thirty five range, right? Like, I mean, not, not that that matters, but it's still a fuck ton of money. I mean, I, I personally, if Green Bay didn't want me back, if I was Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay did not want me back, and they said, hey, we're gonna move on with Jordan Love, I'd be like, fuck you, I want my money. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm not gonna retire for you to, you know, to make a deal. Yeah, you know, a sweetheart deal, if you want to call it that, but. I don't know. Hopefully we have an answer on that in the next couple of months. He said he's not gonna hold the Packers hostage. You know, whatever that means, but Dylan uh, Dylan,
1: I will I'm say sure we'll ha- if if he does end up going somewhere else, I tell you right now, there's no fucking chance Aaron Rodgers steps into another team unless he looks at the pieces and is convinced he can win a Super Bowl with that roster. I don't there's 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 no chance he's going somewhere where he doesn't think this is a sheer fire way for me to get another ring.
0: Your ideals for this man continue to impress me. I think the almighty dollar speaks louder than all of that. And I, w- I will say, too, that like <laughs> there, there is something to be said for just easy money. And there is a lot of easy money that would be thrown Aaron Rodgers way. For sure. Mm. Yeah.
2: Right, what's the what's the oh, now is it? was it 50 million 55 a year? Yeah, we anyone were, would pay I yeah. think anyone would pay him that. Maybe not anyone, but probably he'd get at least at least New
1: York would give it to him.
0: 45 out of anyone.
1: Tennessee would give I it to know. him. Indianapolis would give it to him.
0: You meant I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. All right, Johnny, should we move on?
1: Yeah, we're gonna rip uh we're gonna rip a Who Knows It Better here. Let's take a quick listen. Uh word from our sponsor and then we'll get into it. Who knows it better? Who knows better? This is part of the show where we rotate hosts and that host comes up with a topic. They have five questions within that topic. The other two guys battle it out. Uh this week I am hosting. I have a topic that Neither Dylan or Tim know. I'll reveal it to them here in a second. I got five questions that I'm gonna ask them. We'll go through first, they'll write down their answers, then we'll go back through, see whoever has the most correct. Whoever has the most correct will be this week's winner. If they end in a tie, we do have a tiebreaker. There will be a winner, folks. Don't worry. But uh Tim, you're sitting at what is it, eight and four? Eight and five? I'm eight and four. Eight. Uh you're seven and six,
2: and our third place player is three and nine um third so i have played one i played one less game than you so
1: so, so what we're doing now because t- because sam the official third has has removed himself from the season for the rest of the basket Bro season we're going to even up the number of games played here with me hosting against dylan and tim so then tim and i will have played the exact amount of games, and then from here on out through the rest of the season, we're going to have some guest hosts that are going to come up with a topic to have Tim and I battle it out to see who can be the ultimate winner of who knows it better. But this week, we we got to get through uh, evening up those games played. I'm one ahead of Tim, so I'm going to host this week. And who better for him to play against than his old college buddy, Dylan? We'll see who, uh, we'll see who can handle this topic better between these two.
2: Dylan's a genius, by the way.
0: No, oh, listen to you. You know, much, Dil- much Dylan much better
1: GPA than I had in college. <laughs> Dylan, I will say, Tim Tim did correct the listeners, or he made the correction to the listeners on on our last podcast. I that that you that you fell into that victory when you
0: and I battled each other about a month oh, ago. Well, so I will say, we ended the podcast, and I ended the night feeling like a victor. And then found out, you know, in the in the post, in the in the in the corrections of the stats, that I was no longer in in the winner's circle. And, and man, you want to talk about a disappointing victory? Well, <laughs> I know him better than anybody.
2: Uh, I can thank my mom for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's all.
1: That's all, Mama's fault.
2: So that, yeah, so gifting Johnny that or giving Johnny that win, rightfully so, was was my Christmas gift to him. So. That's why we're a little bit closer in the standings than we should be. So we
1: are. So Tim, you have eight wins. I have seven. I got seven. So yep. we're gonna yep. even up the games played here right now and then we'll see if I can catch you. Uh Dylan, if he beat Dylan, I'm pulling for you big time right now. I don't because <laughs> if he beats you tonight, he's just pulling further away from me. Uh any guesses on our category for tonight, boys? Hmm. Harry Potter
0: see I keep' no. going with the sports bit I suppose so I, I'm just gonna say uh the the future daddies of the NFC North the Detroit Lions you know you you <laughs> you, you may not
1: be off there saying that they're the future daddies we'll see that's that's definitely <laughs> an intriguing team to think about um hey I will call Dan Campbell my daddy
2: forever for sure <laughs> that man daddy. <sighs>
1: He's so sexy,
0: Daddy Dan. I've never seen a bigger red, or swollen nose than Santa Claus in my entire life. No
1: doubt that dude. <laughs> that dude's just got fucking half a tin of Copenhagen in his bottom lip during every game. Just he is Dylan. He's like you said your last time. He's just your fucking. He's running the concrete show. He's whipping the boys' ass, <laughs> telling them what to do. with His fat old lipping.
0: He's a foreman. <laughs> he's absorbing a, a concrete crew. Great.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, tonight's category for who knows better. Uh, does anybody know what yesterday was? January sixteenth. Martin you know, Luther King Day. Yeah, you know why your kids had school off was Martin Luther King Day.
0: So my with the, kid's not in school yet, but yeah, all right. <laughs> so with that being
1: said, tonight's category has nothing to do with Martin Luther King, and it <laughs> is, in fact, pregnancy, Ooh. because our good our good boy Dylan here. Just became a daddy, Tim. Your your little girl just had a birthday, so we're gonna see you two battle it out with uh, pregnancy. Who knows pregnancy better?
2: And Johnny, you've uh, you and your wife have had your fair share of pregnancies as well. So that means that we've all been laid before.
1: That is true. Yes, and my kids. Vikings fan talking here, by the way. And my kids do look (laughs) like me. Every single damn one of them. So I know my wife is faithful. So it works out.
2: All my kids are black. (laughs) Jesus. Go ahead.
1: All right. (laughs) Pregnancy is the topic. Question number one, if you guys are ready, it is, what is the term used for false contractions? What is the term used for false contractions? Asking the two boys about pregnancy. And in my mind, I started off easy. Oh, boy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Dylan, you just had a kid. Yeah, but I've had more. That's true, but Dylan, Dylan's probably the freshest around all this jargon.
0: Yeah, well, she had a C-section, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I guarantee she still uh-huh. had contractions. She got off easy, huh? No, I'm just kidding. She got <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, question number two. When a pregnant woman has high blood pressure and protein in her urine, she may be suffering from what condition? Can we read that one again? I sure can. When a, when a pregnant woman has high blood pressure and protein in her urine, she may be suffering from what condition? And I don't know why they would be, but I bet if your wife's listen to this episode, they'd they'd be naming all of these, the answers to all of these questions before I even finish reading it. She's going (laughs) to be fortified already. This is a problem. You idiot. You didn't know that. And I know this because I went over this with my wife before submitting it, and she answered all of them before I even got done reading the question. All right. Question number three. How many weeks into a pregnancy can moms to be start producing breast milk? How many weeks into a pregnancy? You guys good?
0: Yep. Question
1: number Question number 4. What is it called when a baby's head is in in an upside-down position in the uterus?
0: Son of a bitch.
1: God damn it, Dylan. You should know this, man.
0: Dude, you're fucked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is it called when a baby's head is in an upside-down position in the uterus? Then question number five. The oldest recorded woman to give birth to a baby was how many years old? You got to get this one on the dot? Nope. I will do this one closest to. Okay.
0: All right. I'm good.
1: Got it. Got a D money. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Question number one. What is the term used for... False contractions, Tim.
2: Uh Braxton Hicks. Dylan?
1: False contractions. <laughs> uh Tim, you have it con- you have it correct? It is Braxton Hicks contractions. They are irregular contractions. They they Dylan, you should know this, but they're only true when they're actually the exact amount of minutes apart from each other. If they stagger at all, they are considered Braxton Hicks. All right, Tim Leeds one zero. Question number two. When a pregnant woman has high blood pressure and protein in her urine, she may be suffering from what condition? Dylan?
2: Dehydration. Tim? I put gestational diabetes.
1: The correct answer is preeclampsia. So neither of you had it correct. Damn it. Score stays the same. Tim leads one zero. Question number three. How many weeks into a pregnancy can moms-to-be start producing breast milk? Tim? I put eight. Dylan? I put nine. It is 14 weeks. And I did not make it closest to, so unfortunately, neither one of you got it right. Question number four. Tim still leads, one zero. What is it called when a baby's head is in an upside-down position in the uterus? Dylan? Dylan?
0: Upside Down Baby Syndrome,
1: Tim. <laughs> I put breach. What did you put, Tim? Breach. Breach. That's what it was. And Tim wraps up the victory with that one. As Ooh, as it I is, I knew I knew it was a simple term. Too. As it is, bummer. breach. But we will we will finish it out. So question number five was: the oldest recorded woman to give birth to a baby was how many years old? Tim.
0: Uh, I put eighty-two. Dylan.
1: Seventy three. Dylan was correct. It is sixty six years old. The oldest recorded. Eighty two? That
2: was a dumb <laughs> fucking. You know, I'm I'm I'm
1: kicking myself here because ha- had I made the both both the numbers questions closest to, it, it'd be tied two two right now. Motherfucker. <laughs> We'd go into a tiebreaker. Motherfucker. all good. So the tiebreaker so. was, if you guys want to know, a woman's uterus. Expands how many times bigger than its normal size during pregnancy?
0: Any guesses? Depends on the woman you married. <laughs> you know that's that's a great Just point. Just kidding.
2: How many times bigger than it does it get? I'm the, gonna say sixty nine times bigger. Great guess, Dylan. <laughs> I'd say what's he?
0: six.
1: Um, I'm gonna yeah. I would I would have probably said eight. Six or eight, yeah. Uh, a woman's uterus grows five hundred times bigger than its normal Jesus. size. So I wasn't too far off. Five. I think we're.
0: I think we're considering the wrong end of the equation in that situation. But I know what he means <laughs> yeah, what now. Are, yes, five five hundred <laughs> times bigger. Well, there you go. Oh, That's, the uterus,
1: not the vagina. Not the right. vagina. We,
0: we were thinking about the canal, not necessarily the uh, the, the previous process. Good God almighty.
1: Who knows it better? Well apparently Tim knows pregnancy better. God damn it, Dylan. He's done it more
0: than I have, alright. I'm brand new at this whole thing. No,
1: I understand that, but you just I only got one I only got one right. No, I got two right. You got two. You got you got breach and uh
0: brex. I should have known breach. That that's the one term I would have known. I wouldn't have known that first one, I don't think, but whatever.
1: You know, I thought there there was part of me that I, I said to myself, how can I collude without officially colluding? And I said, you know what? <laughs> Pregnancy would be a good topic because we all have kids, but Dylan's the dad that has had the one most recently. So maybe these terms are fresh in his head. Tim, Tim, you fucking beat it. You beat it. You know what, though, Johnny?
2: I think your logic is, is on is off there because if he's the one that had the most recent baby then he's gotten the least amount of sleep recently. Great point. Great So his <laughs> cognitive abilities just aren't there.
0: That is a great point. They're just point. not there. You know, I right, appreciate you, you attributing the, my lack of cognitive ability to my lack of sleep rather than just me being the Vikings fan of the podcast. So thank you.
2: <laughs> you know, we call it, we, it's, it's black and white here, Dylan. It's not, you know, we're not trying
1: to sugarcoat anything. It is what it is. <laughs> Both of them together make you semi retarded, but that's that's the way that it works.
0: At least I'm happy.
1: <laughs> Great point. Great
2: point. Sweet. So that brings me up to nine and four. Johnny, you're still at seven and six. Uh, that's okay. We got. That's okay. We three got three more
1: weeks. Yeah. And yeah, we three more. We uh, got divisional championship and then Super Bowl and then if we do a post Super Bowl. I mean so technically we could, you know, yeah. I, I don't know that oh, really I'll have wrap. oh, it wrap. wrapped up by then. I only need one more win. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I kind of got to win this shit out. Thanks a lot, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm
2: glad you, you put you in a are hard spot. Are you busy next week, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus hey, Christ! You want me to
0: come back and host? I'm I'm yours whenever you need me. Uh, I feel like Dylan. Di- I but... feel like
1: Dylan could come up with a good, who knows, a better category. Ugh, Dylan's will be way too hard. That'd make it fun.
0: No. I'd dumb it down for you guys. This isn't a Vikings <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
2: uh, you just said, though, you are the dumb Vikings fan. So don't don't try to I'm, get cute with us there. He's trying to hey, clean that mess up. We go back and up. forth
0: depending on what quarter it is, baby. That's how we do it here. <laughs> That's true. All
2: right. So let's, uh, let's talk uh, this upcoming weekend. And you can't talk upcoming weekend without going over our picks. Right, John? Absolutely. So let's just recap our overall picks on the year. So weekly picks are no longer a thing, right? We're done with that. That ended regular uh, season. Yep. We're done with that completely. We will continue to do a spread pick, um, which we've been doing all season long. So our listeners know how that works. Uh, Dylan will just take Sam's place in the spread picks. Yep. Um, So he'll pick first. Johnny.
1: What
0: was that? I said, sorry, Sam. Well, snooze, you lose.
1: You're, you're a bitch when your team loses. I guess you lose out on the spread pick. That's that's the way yeah, it works. It
2: is. Uh, I will say, though, Dylan, you are in an impossible spot. Um, you're 119, 118 points back on the spread. So you're, uh, you're pretty much dead in the water. Uh, Johnny, you have me by about 30 points. It's 28. No, it's 38 and a half. So I got a lot of ground to catch up on there. Um, And then our playoff picks, which we made last week, we did our little snake draft um, and we each picked a couple teams. Uh, Sam had two teams eliminated, the Chargers and the Seahawks. I also had two teams eliminated, the Ravens and the Vikings. Uh, Johnny, you have four teams remaining, Bills, (laughs) Niners, Jags, and Bucks. So I'm still pulling for those Eagles and Bengals and Sam would need the Chiefs and Cowboys to come out on top there. So, That's where we sit on picks. Wait, did I have Um, the Bucks?
1: Because they're not done. I mean, they're not in. They're out. Oh, I didn't get that one.
2: Oh, so you only have three. I have Bills,
1: Niners, Jags. You're right.
2: Let me fix that one.
1: And we have, to all the listeners that participated in our playoff bracket, thank you, that email, boxgrows at gmail.com. We have all of yours in. We'll tally up your points. We'll probably go over it again after divisional round. We're probably not going to go through it this round, but. We, we we have all of yours in. I think I think the only real big ones that people may have missed out on are the Vikings game and the Jags game with the Chargers.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: We'll tally that up though in due time. So don't worry about it.
2: All right. So let's uh let's go over the games for this coming weekend. So last weekend being super wild card weekend, there were six games. Um this weekend, they're on the field down, there's only four. Uh, so first game up on Saturday at three thirty is the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Kansas city and playing the chiefs. Uh, the chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite in that one. Uh, so we're not going to pick our individual points or uh, individual winners here. Um, we can talk about the matchup a little bit, but uh, keep in mind the spread pick. Cause we'll use that after um, the Jags, man. I mean this, what a fun game. When they when they uh, came back against the Chargers, that was
1: a that was a that was probably the best
2: game of the weekend, like entertainment
1: wise. So I think it's definitely, I mean, the NFL script writers have it cut out for them this year because now you got now you got Jags and and the Chiefs in a divisional round on a Saturday, and the whole story right now is Patrick Mahomes ha- has yet to fail to appear in an AFC Championship game and Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays. So which one of those streaks is going to end this upcoming season? I mean this upcoming undefeated week.
2: on Saturdays in college or high school college and the pros. Yep, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah, who do you who would you rather have go, you know, go all the way? Who's the bigger media influencer, the Jags or the or the Chiefs. Well, the I still think it's I still think it's the Chiefs for sure. Well,
1: I think it's the Chiefs that inevitably come out on top, but the the lover of football in me that now has nothing to cheer for, uh, you want to see the underdog win, right? How sweet would it be to watch watch the Jacksonville Jaguars go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs? That'd be pretty awesome. Plus I like Doug Peterson. Dylan, your thoughts?
0: Well, I will say that that, that spread seems fat to me. Um, because I will think it will come down to a touchdown or a field goal.
1: Probably right.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think all of these spreads seem a little fat, and uh, we'll talk about the rest of them. But, yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully it comes down to a touchdown or a field goal. You hate to watch playoff games. We said this last weekend, Johnny. Divisional round is always more entertaining than a card, re- card weekend. Absolutely. Right? But this last weekend, I mean, wild card weekend was fun to watch. Like, every game. For sure was pretty entertaining. Well, except for maybe the, was it the bucks game? And then the, was there anything? It was the was first, kind of it
1: was the but, first and the last game of the weekend were kind of duds, but everything, yeah, else, but everything all, in all the in the middle fun. was, was fun to watch.
2: Yep. So, I mean, Jacksonville is definitely the, the Cinderella of the AFC. And I think, I would probably put the Giants in that category in the NFC. So that's the next game. Uh, Saturday night, we got uh, Giants going to uh, Philadelphia. Philly would be a seven and a half point favorite in that game. Which does that one seem fat to you guys? Because I don't I think I feel like anything in the playoffs over three is just way too much. These games always kind of come down to the wire, so I, it,
0: it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting. Sorry, Johnny, but it, it'll be interesting to see how well the Giants run the ball in Philly. Because I gotta say that I, I feel like there's a weird matchup situation here too, where if Jalen Hurts doesn't necessarily do. 90% of the offensive work, you might have the same sort of situation you had in Minnesota where like yeah. the Giants just continue to hang around and then suddenly it comes down to something that happens in the fourth. And you might even see a significant upset there. Some teams don't do necessarily well with a bye week in, uh, in a intense one and done situation. I think if you're going to call an upset in this situation, my, or in this, in this field, minus the, uh, AFC, Area with the uh, Bills and the and uh, Bengals. This is probably where that upset arrives.
1: I mean, I mean, how fucking wild would it be? I mean, that's why this is why you have to love the playoffs, right? Because it's almost like the the new season begins and anything can happen. But how fucking wild is it if if we have NFC East divisional and then a and then a six five NFC East championship game? in Texas. That'd just be wild.
0: Well, I think that you, you, you look at the spread in the, the giants Eagles game and you look at their, their matchup, just, just personnel wise, there's a more significant difference in the way they match up in the Dallas 49ers game than there is in this game. So I, I would see the New York giants Eagles game being closer than the Dallas Niners game.
1: Yeah. Possibly. I don't know that I disagree with that. Plus it's a division game.
0: Yeah, right. That old that old NFC East powerhouse. Yeah.
2: I love seeing division uh rivalries play later in the playoffs. For sure. Those are so much fun. Those are so much fun to watch. All right, so those are the two Saturday games. Uh Sunday, two o'clock. Uh we got the Bengals at the Bills. Oof. Bills five point favorites in that
1: definitely, one. Definitely definitely the game I'm most excited about this upcoming weekend just because we didn't get to watch it happen on on Monday night after the unfortunate Demar Hamlin injury. So so it'll be fun to kind of see those two go head to head not only that but they're I mean they were right there for the number 1 seed, right? It was it's always been the Chiefs Bengals Bills. You know what I mean? So that's that's definitely the game I'm most excited to
0: watch this weekend have no idea who's going to come out on top. Couldn't tell you. Well, I'm taking the Bengals because I got to be honest. I mean, and I don't know how you could be, but I just, I I think that as much as the Bills want to be playing for their teammate, um, I I, I just think that that team is rattled and they're changed. They're they're not the Super Bowl lock that everybody saw them as. Um, And Joe Burrow just has some unshakable confidence to him that I don't think um uh Allen is representing right now. So I'm I, I would take the Bengals to actually pull the upset in that one.
1: Allen kinda looked like uh uh he was playing a little reckless against the Dolphins, in my opinion. He, I mean he had that that huge fumble, but not only that, when that dude just gets fucking scrambling with the ball every time I mean, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm standing on the edge of my seat, clenching my teeth like, God damn it, dude, just either tuck that ball in or fucking go down or, jeez, like you're watching your season on the line every time that dude tries to do something.
0: They're a dislocated shoulder from God knows what sort of depth.
2: That's a, as a non-Bills fan though, makes that so fun. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Because he is electric when he gets down. Yes. He's LeBron James. Yeah, he's. uh, (laughs) I think LeBron I think I think for the Bills, it's either it's either one or the other. You know, two ends of the spectrum. They're shake. They're shook right now. Right now, like you said, Dylan, they got a lot going on. You know, they're still kind of trying to get over the Demar Hamlin thing, or they rally behind it and make it. You know. Yeah. Make it kind of their mark and say we're going to win this for Demar, whatever. You know, I don't know, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting how that one shakes out. That will be... I think that's the game of the weekend, for sure. Bengals-Bills. I would be. agree. Uh, so that one's at 2 o'clock, and then 5.30, uh, I guess you'd call it Sunday Night Football, uh, will be the Cowboys going out to Santa Clara and taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Niners are a four-point favorite in that game.
1: God, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this game. Like, I don't... You just feel like with the Cowboys... You're, you're just waiting for the shoe to drop, right? They, they At least to me, they never seem like the team that is actually going to go all the way. And I don't just, just the story that the 49ers have had with with uh, big old boy, big cock Brock. I don't, I don't know that I see the Cowboys coming out of that one alive.
0: You know, I say all you got to look at is the Washington matchup because Dallas can't play against a defense that can put good pressure on the quarterback and yeah. keep the middle of the field guarded and Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz are not necessarily elite quarterbacks and Brock Purdy won't have to be in this matchup either for San Francisco to absolutely like run away with it. I like the Niners by way more than three and a half point favorites. Yeah.
1: I don't know that I disagree.
2: Yeah, for Dallas, for me, it's, uh, you know, like there's always the one team every year you kind of pick out and you're like, I don't want them to win. I don't want them to win. Right. But like, there's really no team in the playoffs right now that I'm kind of like, you know, fuck them. Like, I don't, I don't feel like that about anyone. Same. Uh, Maybe the Chiefs. (laughs) And I guess as, you know, as a, as a country, I would say everyone, you know, says fuck the Cowboys, but there's still a little place in my heart for Mike McCarthy.
1: And God, I, I, wouldn't, God, I wouldn't, damn, I wouldn't mind seeing him. What Was that? John? I said, "Good God!" I just like, why not? I got who fucking cares? I, don't know, I, I always, I always liked that guy. I said he, uh he fit well with the
2: Green Bay. Well, I mean, out. he won us
1: the Super Bowl. I'll always be thankful to Mike McCarthy. I don't, you know, dude's got a goddamn True. ring with the Packers. I watched it happen, but I just, yeah. That's I mean, that's fine. If you want to ride the McCarthy Dick train all the way to the Super Bowl, if you need to do no, that. No, I'm that's... not riding No, I mean they were my they were my pick to win the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> <They were. laughs>
2: I haven't really talked about them a lot this season, but uh okay, so that brings us to our picks, our spread picks for the week. Uh so I listed off uh the spreads. Um you can pick, you know, the favorite or the underdog uh, one. Uh and oh John uh Dylan, so if you like if you were to take the Niners at minus four. I could also take the Cowboys at plus four. Like, you can pick the same matchup if you wanted. Um, but you are up first, Dylan. So who are you taking, or what uh,
0: what spread are you taking for your pick? So I am picking the uh, Bengals. You gotta. I knew it. You, to, you have to. to. Yeah, to take the Bills by plus three. Or excuse me, would it be minus three? Uh,
2: three? It'd be... So
0: you're picking the Bengals? Bengals it'd be plus Bengals five. beat the Bills by three, however you gotta okay, interpret it's actually, that. It's actually it's five. Yeah, is what so I it's actually a better okay, advantage so be, for you. It'd be eight then, because I think mm. they're gonna win by three.
1: Yeah, so if they if they win by your prediction, so you you technically don't have to take what you think they're gonna win by. You're just taking the Bengals plus five, and if they do yes. win by however okay. many, you're getting those points as well.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. Fair enough
1: so you're taking the Bengals plus five yes yeah i can't say i'm shocked saw that one coming
2: that was for sure my first pick uh all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna pick san francisco to cover i think i just think they're too much of a powerhouse to to let dallas hang around i think they blow them out i'm taking san francisco by four
1: uh, you know, I picked the Giants last weekend. I said smash those motherfuckers against the Vikings. And and it worked out for me. I don't know that I I want to pick them against the Eagles.
0: Um God damn it. He's got too much respect for Jacksonville or I, maybe just the right amount of respect for jacksonville to just avoid that game altogether
1: you know johnny you have a huge lead right yeah now. dylan you're not yeah but it's like uh you know tim how how do rich people stay rich right they don't stay rich by spending money right they they yeah, stay they rich because their asses with their one dollar bill they stay not their... rich because they're smart with it you know so i don't it's <laughs> yeah, sure. it's not a time to get reckless however fucking give me those jaguars baby plus eight and a half let's go <laughs> Mm. let's fucking go. Cause I agree with Dylan that they'll at least cover that spread. So, so if I'm losing some, it's probably minimal. I don't think that's divisional round. I don't think the chiefs are winning by fucking 21 points. I don't think that's happening.
2: Yeah. That's, that's a lot of points, eight and a half. That's a good
1: pick. That's a safe pick. It kind of is, but whatever. Smart pick out of the last two. I was going to root for him anyways on Saturday. So let's fucking go. I thought you were just gonna take
2: Dallas at plus four. I like when we do those head to head matchups. Yeah, when but.
1: we Yeah, but I ain't I'm not necessarily gonna be you know, I don't I don't ride McCarthy's dick as hard as you do, so I'm I'm not just, necessarily I just gonna, said I like the guy that <laughs> I wanted <him> to win. <laughs> I'm not necessarily gonna be cheered for them, cowboys. Uh, I'd rather see that right, big well, cock Brock, man. What a great story. Mr. Irrelevant. Who doesn't want to see that dude
0: go to the Super Bowl? The NFL sure don't, that's for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe. Well, they really don't want to see the Jags and the Niners. I think that would be kind of a snooze fest for them. But
1: Dylan, what's your best Super Bowl matchup? What's the most from it? Uh, just a pure entertainment standpoint.
0: Man, I, I I think if if you're just Roger and you're sitting back and you're looking at the way you want it to happen, you're thinking boys chiefs yeah because the boys finally being in the big game after all these years with some explosive offense and what supposedly is this great defense which they rock the shit out of us so i can't necessarily speak to them not being great but i think that that is just a storyline that the media can chew on forever and the kansas city chiefs have i mean they're a storied friend fran- they, they are the the equivalent of the Packers in the sense that they have just as much pedigree. They're one of those teams where it's like every major city has a bar devoted to watching them on Sundays. They're they're one of those people that they know that if the Chiefs are playing, there's going to be the entire country tuning in. I don't see the same for being Jacksonville. Obviously, it's the same for the New York Giants. The Philadelphia Eagles have been polarizing relatively, and I honestly think that there's a fair chance that Jalen Hurts could pull a Donovan McNabb and shit the bed in the Super Bowl in that sense. The Bengals are kind of the redheaded stepchild, quite literally, and the Bills are unfortunately tainted with the same sort of mystique as the Vikings. So I think if you're if you're looking at it from an NFL standpoint, you would be happy for Kansas City versus either the Cowboys or the Niners.
1: Yeah, I think you're right on the NFC side where it's you get any of those East teams in there, right? That's your historic NFL. Division, you got one of the East, the East boys, rolling in, rolling into the Super Bowl. I disagree with you on the AFC side. I think, uh, I think Buffalo definitely makes for a. You want to talk about entertaining story? the The Bills would be a good one, just because they have been and haven't won. You know.
0: Well, and I hate to lean on the crutch of, you know, quite literally the the happenings of of a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. I do think that that entire storyline has. Not necessarily been tainted, but I don't think they want to necessarily prostitute the uh, issue of, of of someone going down in the manner of Damar Hamlin yeah. in order to make it a storyline for the Super Bowl. Um, and there's there's something has changed there, man. Like I don't know if it happened during the Vikings game or if that or if the Damar Hamlin incident was was where really where it turned the corner. Um, but I'm not seeing the same. Electrifying Bills team that we once saw. I'm seeing a Bills team that's kind of pulling a Vikings and barely scraping by. Um, and I don't think the Bengals are playing that same caliber of football. I think they're, they're on a different level. Uh, but they'll run into the Kansas City buzzsaw and eventually, I mean, God, guys, like from a fantasy football standpoint anymore. I mean, I understand Greg Kittle is good, but like Travis Kelsey but just just the the dynamic of that Kansas City offense it brings to the table something different than anybody else right now is making anything work and i i really do believe that that's going to stay true to winning them a potentially another championship or at least getting a bid in the big game
1: well they're i mean they're certainly the new aged patriots right there's there's literally no doubt about that where it's they're either a championship game or a Super Bowl. That's kind of where they're they're gonna lie, yeah. So you're probably not wrong. I don't know. Let that Mister. I try Ir- not to be. <laughs> let that let that Mister Irrelevant get that ring, baby. That's I don't know. I think that'd be fucking sweet. I would what do you in. think? Tim? You
0: you want to see you, you guys as Packers fans are really talking to me about wanting to see San Francisco in the Super Bowl. That is like I know mind it seems, to me. seems nuts, you know, doesn't isn't it? that
2: crazy? We've talked about that a few times though this year already. It's like San Francisco, you know, we kind of shot they didn't really embarrass us last year. It was more of us shooting ourselves in the foot. So it's like, eh, not whatever. San Francisco wins, I'm not going to be too butt hurt. I'd be I, more upset about like the Seahawks making their way you yeah. know as the as the true underdog in the NFC.
1: God damn like If you, they were still in it, yeah, I'd be you like, fuck the Seahawks. You want to talk about the best fucking just dagger to Denver's heart is the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl?
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, what a mess that entire thing turned out to be for Denver.
1: God, can you imagine the Seahawks winning the goddamn Super Bowl and ending up with a top five draft pick? What the fuck? That that'd be something. It's
0: hard to even comment on
1: that. I I hate (laughs) Pete Carroll. I uh, hate Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah. He's the worst. You hate
1: Pete Carroll and you love Mike McCarthy. (laughs)
0: Loyalty, baby. Tim doesn't like guys who keep their hair after age (laughs) sixty. I'm just
2: all over my all over the place with my takes tonight. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. what I said. Fuck it,
1: boy. <laughs> Goddamn. We'll see. We'll see. Divisional round is upon us. Uh, divisional round was when my heart was shattered last year. Don't have to worry about that this year. It's already been shattered. So I can just sit we're back safe. and yeah, we're safe. <laughs> we can just sit back and watch some
0: good can football. We... Can we at least all agree that it is a huge bummer that NFC North football is done for this season? For sure. Regardless of any of my hate for you guys and your teams and around the division, it is my favorite football to watch when the NFC North is either head-to-head or even just playing.
1: Well, it's it's the difference between eyes glued to the TV, regardless of the team, as opposed to just kind of checking in. You know what I mean? Right
0: excellently yeah. put excellently put so i
1: i 100 agree with you where the packers did not play in wild card weekend but there was at least one game where i was glued to the entire time you know so i i yeah, for yeah sure. i absolutely agree with you uh nonetheless it's still playoff football it's still the best time of the year and uh dylan thanks for joining us again man That was fun
0: Always a pleasure. Yeah, Like I've said before, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Dylan Michaels. I occasionally tweet through Vikings games and other NFL happenings.
1: Perfect. There you go, everybody. You good, Timmy?
2: He tweets pictures of his dick sometimes, too. So check that out.
1: Dips it in purple paint. They're hard to see. They're hard to see. <laughs> they're, they're
0: hard to see. <laughs> Love you, Dylan. It was fun, yeah. man. Yeah, enjoy your cheap shot. Love you too, buddy. <laughs>
1: there you go, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Basket Bros. Uh, enjoy the divisional round. Uh, all you Vikings fans, just one last. <laughs> you to the Giants in the wild card round. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week.